You're listening to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your hosts, Micah and Nick. We're back again. AP poll is out. College football is pretty much here. We are 10 days away from the first FBS games. Two ACC teams playing that week. North Carolina hosts FAMU and Florida State hosts Duquesne, or as I prefer to call it, Duquesne. Um, but we are at that time of the year where Nick and I are going to basically be going through and doing our player of the year for the preseason. Our teams were most excited to watch, least excited to watch. What team is most likely to win the ACC title, not named Clemson? Obviously, Clemson did not win it last year, but it still feels like it's Clemson's conference for now, so we will still participate in that activity. Uh, but before we deep dive into that, Nick, how are we doing? Uh, I'm all right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just seething at the mouth for college football. I'm, we're so close. It still feels yet so far. Um, I'm a little tired. The way kids are back for sure. Now they're all moving in. So it's been busy at work. Uh, working at wake has been good. I'm going there Friday morning and doing new things there, which are, should be fun. Um, other than that, not much, man. It's cooling down a little bit more. Feels good. Um, yeah, not much. How's it going with you? How is your first, I believe this is your first full week in Johnson City, right? Yeah, it's the first full week. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's great, man. Let me tell you, when you uh, when your AD that hired you and your assistant AD who also hired you, have both left um and there is nobody that has done your position there left in the organization minus interns who kind of saw how things operated things are operating interestingly today i felt like uh will smith when he's in the uh fresh prince of bel-air house just standing around an empty room that was uh that was me today because all my coworkers <laughs> that share the external office at etsu we're missing uh they were either on trips or no longer at etsu so um it was uh very interesting to say the least but hey we're surviving my first uh first ever actual event is tomorrow we got a women's soccer game which will be fun but um gearing up for some good stuff for them which will be fun uh, our volleyball team hosts clemson which will be exciting in about a week or two and uh soccer hosts virginia tech so i get to see some acc teams across the board uh, and then we'll watch, uh, I'll watch them beat Mississippi State in football this year, something, you know, NC State kind of forgot how to do last year, but it is what it is. So <laughs> Nick's giving me the death there, but uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to talk some ACC balls. So, I mean, I think we should just dive right into it. Last year, um, Nick and I did not do a very good job on predicting anything. So obviously take everything here with a grain of salt. Uh, but these are more fun. I got these one are... thing right. I got one thing right last year. Who did you get right? Can you guess it? Oh, I guess the Dark Horse team is Wake. Yeah. Even yeah, though they didn't a... win it. But that's, yeah, that, that, that is right. That's definitely an accurate statement. I think I had Pitt <laughs> for mine. So I'm just saying I did have Pitt for mine. So technically, I still beat you in that. But that's besides the point. Um, I think most likely to beat Clemson was also Pitt. I think for me as well, or it may have, it may have also, it may have been 
um, NC State. So either way, got that right too. So um, not only got the coach of the year right, definitely didn't get the player of the year right. Um, defensive player of the year. Nope, nope. No. But again, in a way, no, too, like, my, you know what way, mine was? What's up? My, you know what my offensive player of the year was? Oh, yeah, a guy that didn't even play. Yeah, Derek King. So, you know, but it also, too, again, this is also our personal things because, I mean, just because at the end of the season, the winner ends up being someone else doesn't mean that's who we would vote for anyway. So, um, you know, it's all just for fun at this point. But let's dive right into it, Nick. Offensive player of the year. I'm gonna let you go for you know what? Do you want do you want the shell shocker now? Or do we want to know go with your basic lazy answer of Devin Leary first? Yeah, let's get that out of the way. So Devin right. Leary is my offensive player of the year. Um I was okay before we started this, I was like, oh, maybe Sam, but Sam's not gonna be able to play. I really would have highly considered Sam. Uh but with him being gone. I think it's really Devin Leary's to take at the moment. I think right now his only competition is Brendan Armstrong. Um, so I think Devin Leary will win Offensive Player of the Year. Who do you think I'm going with? I think you're going with Brendan Armstrong. No, wait, I have a good – actually, can I guess again? Can I guess again? Guess again. I think you're going with uh, Malik Cunningham. Oh, damn. Okay, who are you going for? The 12 and 0 Clemson court, Clemson, 12 and 0 Clemson Tigers starting quarterback, DJ Uwe Ungalole. Is that your official prediction? That You're predicting Clemson is going 12 and 0. I went through today and went and did a prediction. I think there's a chance of 11 and 1, but I honestly don't see them. I don't see them. I don't see any real crazy trap games. Like they're going to be ready for NC State, they're going to be ready for Wake. They're going to be ready for Notre Dame. Like, Boston College is probably the biggest trap for them. So, yeah, going DJ Uyunglele. I almost went Kate Klubman because I honestly don't know who's going to win. But you know what? DJ was a five-star. Dabo seems to want to rock with him. Maybe the pressure is going to be off of him now. And so now I'm going to rock with DJ for now. All right, that's bold. Let's hope he does it. I mean, if he does it, I mean, Clemson's back. That that's. Would you say that seventy five? I would say seventy five percent of Clemson's success this year is going to be on the shoulders of DJ. Would you Would you agree with me that there's more weight on DJ than there is on Dabo and the coaching staff? Because their defense will probably be very scary because they return a lot. I think there's more on Dabo because if DJ doesn't hit, I mean, yeah, I guess you can make the argument that for DJ there's more pressure. But if DJ doesn't hit, and let's say the Clemson goes nine and three again, now everyone's going to go, well, obviously that, that, that it's over. Like Clemson has more to lose, I think, than DJ does. DJ already had the bad year. Dabo, think about it. Clemson has like. People are writing Clemson off after one 10 and three season. Like it wasn't like they were seven and six, like 10 and three season. Imagine if they do it again. So I think Clemson has more to lose, but you can make the argument that again, like DJ doesn't pan out, but I make the argument if DJ doesn't pan out, let's say Clemson goes nine and three and Kate Klobuchar doesn't pan out. Then they're going to start. Remember how Clemson has been the evaluating team. 
little bit harder to give them credit for being an evaluating team if, well, they're not hitting on their quarterbacks. And they've got two five-stars. So That's a fair point. I think there's just a lot of there's a lot of pressure on both on both DJ and Dabo. Absolutely. For sure. Definitely like, definitely pressure I think, all around. I think uh with Sam being out and the probably gonna be out, I'm not sure yet for the Wake Clemson game. Um, I think it there's not as much, but you still gotta deal with NC State. And I don't think I think Louisville and Florida State and uh, those teams are only going to get better too. Absolutely. All right. Defensive player of the year. I'll go first. Clemson again. Brian Brzee. Explain. He's the best player in the ACC. Okay. <laughs> End quote. All right. Um, I almost went Miles Murphy. He's the second best player in the ACC, also from Clemson. Defensive. Now, second best player overall. Second best defensive player. You're going to hate my answer. You're I'm looking forward it. to it. What is it? I'm going to go with Peyton Wilson again because he got injured last year. He Hopefully, got injured so early last year. I hope he stays healthy. That's all I, I hope he does, say. too. I hope he does, too. And he's an animal. We've seen him at his full potential. He's an animal. He's only gotten stronger. It was really unfortunate, and I'm so surprised that the NC State's defense held up as much as they did last year with how early they lost Peyton. They lost him week two against Mississippi State. So I'm going to bank on it again. I think if Peyton plays a full season, healthy, has a monster season, he's going to the draft no matter what. Um so I'm going to bank on him again. I hope he stays healthy, and if he does, I think he can win it. With all that returning core, too, on defense, I think I think it could be his to win. But it also – it really could be his to lose if he just doesn't perform well. That's fair. And that is clearly a great pick as well. And, I mean, again, I hope he stays healthy because, like you said, when he – we know what he can be. I would love to see a full season worth of him. And especially if Devin Leary and that offense can show out, like, like that's the thing. NC state has a very high ceiling. Like this is an NC yeah. state team that could literally make the playoff. If all, if all goes well. And based off what you're predicting, you're kind of giving off those vibes right now, Nick, I'm just saying, but yeah, no, I, I like the pick. I definitely like the pick, but I, I think Clemson's got clearly the best defense, so I think the best player's got to come from the best defense. But again, solid pick um, for that one. Special team player of the year. Who do you got, Nick? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. <laughs> uh I think we uh, state lost Chris Dunn, who was actually okay last year. He didn't really live up to expectations. Uh, he kind of saved himself for that UN, uh, after the UNC game. And uh, what's his? Uh, who was the Wake kicker last year? Skiba. Nick Skiba. Nick Skiba. Yeah, he's gone too. So I mean, I'm just like looking at the how preseason. Are missing, how are you missing the best kicker in the ACC last year who returns? And B.T. Potter from Clemson. 
that no, that's, that's probably not my, that's not go. who I have. That's not who I have. But I'm still saying that is he was the best kicker last year. So I'll probably go with him because he was last year's BT Potter. All right. Well, I'm going for the brand. I'm going Miami punter Lou Headley, and all of his tattoos. That man's got a boot for the brand. I think he could honestly be a big reason why Miami's good this year. Because if the offense isn't always clicking, I think he's going to be able to flip the field for them. And honestly, in these close games, I expect Miami to play. Again, he obviously won't win them on the scoreboard. But I think he could honestly be the reason they win a game or two this season. So I'm going with Lou Headley from Miami. Very nice. Dark Horse. Nick, I'll let you go. Dark Horse, who you got? You want to do Dark Horse or MVP? Oh, I honestly forgot to do my MVP. My MVP is going to be DJ Oyungalole. So, <laughs> just kidding. It's going to be Brian Bruce. But <laughs> it'll be everyone in a Clemson Tigers uniform. Oh, my God. So, who is it? Brian Bruce. Brian Bruce. Okay. You going Devin I'm going to – No, I'm not going Devin Larry. I'm not going Devin Larry. I think there's a – I think there is a difference. Now, are between... we going? Now, are we doing? Because I, I don't remember what we did last year. Are we doing MVP for their team, or MVP like as in the best player almost in the league kind of thing? I, I kind of yeah. did did it as a little bit of both because the person mm. that I picked will definitely be MVP of their team and will be a standout. But I wonder if you're going to pick who I would then change it to if we're basing it off of that. I'm going with Brennan Armstrong. Yep, that's yeah, that's yeah. if we're going based off of that, like Virginia goes, if Brennan Armstrong goes, because um, so la- last year I had Derek King winning Offensive Player of the Year because I thought he could do with his arm and his legs, and he was you know a veteran coming back. My mm-hmm. MVP I had Sam Howell mm-hmm. because I believe that he could lead UNC to uh, another Coastal Division Championship. This time, I kind of, I'm a little, again, I'm high on Virginia and I'm very high on Brennan Armstrong. I think Brennan Armstrong can lead Virginia to hopefully an eight or nine win season. I think nine is the ceiling right now for them based on their schedule. But if he could get Virginia to eight wins this year, I think that's huge. And I think he would put up tremendous numbers as well. So I I think uh, he would be my MVP. It's a perfect segue into my dark horse team. I'm picking my who's. There you I'm go. Okay. Virginia for my dark horse team. Like we talked about it when we did the win totals for the coastal. Like if all things click, like Brennan Armstrong hits it going. The defense can't be much worse than they were last year. The schedule is not easy, but I would argue that the toughest games are at home. So if Virginia can, like Virginia had a very good home record under Bronco Mendenhall. You keep that Tony Elliott's Tony Elliott's had some pretty solid quarterbacks in his tenure of being at Clemson, you know, so if he can comb up and fine tune Brennan Armstrong even more, I think there's a chance that Virginia could make a run at the coastal, probably not win the ACC, but heck last year Pitt did it. So, you know, and I can't, you can't, I think you can't, I can't, you, I, I move. I don't think you can make Pitt or Wake Forest a dark horse team this year purely because they were in the title game last year. So that eliminates them. NC State's not a dark horse because they're a top 15 team. 
Clemson's not a dark horse. So Miami's, in my opinion, two favorites. So if you're going next team up, I think it's got to be Virginia. My runner-up, it might be who you select, so I won't say it without you going first. Wait, did you ever pick an MVP? Yeah, I went with Brandon Armstrong, too. Oh, you did. Okay. All right. Good, good, good. Um, my dark. Okay. So this year is a lot harder. I wanted to go Miami, but everybody is picking Miami to win the coastal. Everyone and their mother is picking Miami again, but I'm not high on Miami. Now I like Mario Cristobal, but it's, everyone's just on them every year and every year they disappoint. So it's, it's hard to pick them as a dark horse. So they were my first thought. So I'm s- deciding between Louisville and Florida state. And I'm, I'm leaning towards more Florida state because of who they open up with to start week one or I'm yeah. Well, they open up week zero, but week one, they open up with LSU and I'm thinking that game is going to be closer than we think. Um, I think Florida State can make some noise in that game. I think they can make some noise in the Atlantic. Uh, they might take advantage of Sam Hartman being gone for Wake Forest. Uh, Jordan Travis, uh, I think he could have a big year. So I'm going with Florida State. They just seem like it's time. It's Mike Norvell's fourth year. Or no, I'm sorry, third year. Fourth or third year for Mike Norvell? Third. When did Jimbo leave? Third. No, third, because Willie Taggart was fired before the pandemic. Oh, yeah, Taggart. I forgot about him. Yeah, God, those were some dark days. Okay. Um, yeah, third year for Mike Norvell. So I, I think they're kind of my dark horse team. They, they have to turn the corner – they have to turn the corner at some point. Right. And I think this could be the year. So I'll go with Florida state. It's my dark horse team. I like it. Let's just, well, actually I might've lied. This might be year. Well, 2019 was his last year at Memphis, right? Yep. Okay. So this is year three. Cool. Um, I like it. I, I do like it. That's kind of a good segue into, well, Let's do team most excited. I think that's a better segue than Dark Horse. The team that I'm most excited about, Nick, Syracuse. I went through, I watched the AC. I don't know if you've seen the ACC football road trips they've had on the ACC network, but I've been watching those um, at night before going to bed. I don't know, man. I feel like there's, I feel like people are sleeping on Syracuse. I went through their schedule. They had a lot of good games at home, a lot of trap games. If I, I'm very excited to see what Robert and I can do with what they have going on offensively at Syracuse. Like, can I think Garrett Schrader is a very underrated quarterback in the ACC. I think he, I think, I think Robert and I could do not what he did with Brandon Armstrong. I think Brandon Armstrong's better, but I think he can really help Garrett Schrader take the next step. And then they've got Sean Tucker, the best running back in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Yes, I said that. Will Shipley, sorry, bud. I would take Sean Tucker over you. I'm excited to see what Syracuse is going to be because 
If it doesn't work this year, I don't think Dino Babers deserves to be fired. I think Syracuse is the hardest job in the ACC because you're in the most isolated part of the conference. You're not going to be able to convince kids from uh, from North Carolina or Virginia to probably go up to Syracuse very often. There's not a lot of talent in upstate New York, and you're still a basketball school. <laughs> like your dome gets more full for basketball sometimes. So, you know, I think he's got the hardest job in the country, so I don't think he should be let go. There's a lot riding on this season for him. So pending everything that happens, I'm really excited to see what Syracuse can be. Also, it helps that, you know, as a Virginia fan, I'm intrigued to see what Coach Beck and Coach Robert and I can do there. All right. Uh, I'm kind of on the similar lines as you because I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, previewing the Coastal that those boys down in Atlanta and Jeff Collins also have the toughest job, not only in the ACC, but probably in America. Uh, so they are my most excited team to watch. Um, it's It's got to happen sometime. And Georgia Tech always has a tough schedule. Um, and I want Georgia Tech to succeed. They are a big brand. They're, they're a top 25 brand in this country. I mean, there's no way getting around it. Uh, but they got to get back, dude. And this has got to be the year for Jeff Collins. So I'm excited. I, I, we, we went through their schedule, and it's like, geez, it's hard to find five wins in here. It really was. So – I hope they can turn a little bit of a corner. I'm excited to watch them, but if they fail, again, I don't think Jeff Collins should get fired. He's got a lot to build, and there's just so much around him. He needs to be hitting those resources in Atlanta. Like, you're in one of the hottest recruiting beds, but unfortunately, you're a top 25 brand, but there are brands around you within like less than 200 miles that are bigger than you. Alabama, Auburn, Clemson, uh, Tennessee, Georgia's in your backyard. Alabama. <laughs> I said Alabama. I don't think you did. I think you said Georgia first. What no, I, said, I said Alabama first. Okay, whatever. All right, fine. Alabama, Florida. Auburn, <laughs> Florida, Florida, State. Florida State. Yeah, like they are in – one of the hottest NC recruiting State. beds. Duh. <laughs> uh, hell, I could throw in South Carolina there too. They're beating Georgia them in the Southern. <laughs> Georgia State. <laughs> but they, they're they in the hottest recruiting bed probably in the nation, one of the, and they're always coming out at the bottom. You know, everyone, all the good players, they come from right outside of Atlanta. Like Trevor Lawrence came from – cartersville everyone's coming out of kennesaw uh it's crazy so they're my most excited team to watch i hope they could turn the corner i'm rooting for georgia tech not only because jeff collins follows us on twitter but i just need some excitement out of georgia tech i just i think college football will be more exciting if georgia tech was good and they gave georgia a ride for their money that is kind of sad because I have them as my least excited team to watch. And the reason really? 
say that, I twisted the way I described the least excited. I think they're gonna go three and nine again. He's gonna get fired, and I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch that. Like it's not that I'm not again. I, we're both on the same page about what we think with Jeff Collins, but this is a team that's gonna have to line up with Georgia and Clemson and Ole Miss and Miami and Pitt and Virginia. Like they're. I mean, like I think I have them beating Virginia. I think they're gonna catch Virginia Thursday night in Atlanta. But, you know, you look at the schedule and there's just like, like the games I look at where I'm like, oh, they're probably going to win. The upset against Virginia, sure, but Duke and Western Carolina are the other two maybe. That's not very exciting. And that's the only reason. Like, I think Duke's like, that's my thing is I think Duke's going to stink this year. But I am intrigued to see what Mike Elko can do because that Duke defense was terrible last year. I mean, they were the worst P5 defense in the country. So I think that at the bare minimum, they'll at least be a little bit more excitable to watch. And I, I think Duke having games against Northwestern and Kansas gets me a little bit more excited. So like when I was going through like what team, I go, oh, this, those games all just don't sound great. It's unfortunately Georgia Tech because of how hard that schedule is. So it's not an insult to me not wanting, because I'll watch Georgia Tech. Like, like I almost went with like a Duke because they were probably going to lose more. But I'm like, oh, Georgia Tech might not lose much more than that. And, like, I almost went with Virginia Tech, but as a rival, like, I think there's so much intrigue to what they can be. I almost put Clemson because I was like, well, I might just run the table again. But even then, we're not guaranteed that. You can't put NC State. I don't think you can put Wake. You can never put Dave Clawson's Wake teams on that list. Like, I, I, that's the thing. The ACC this year is going to be so much fun to watch. I don't think there really is a true team. I go, wow, I don't want to watch them at all. But I think Georgia Tech, just because of, what my heart wants i don't think it's gonna get no yeah that's fair because i remember previewing them and it was like dude they they we're rooting for them we we think that they can be good it's just that every year their schedule is so hard and it starts with clemson starts with georgia i mean last year they had to play notre dame you know it's it's really hard, but I guess that's why I think it's the most exciting for me because, in my opinion, every, everyone's pretty exciting, you know, just like you said. And I could see your reasons why Georgia Tech is not. Um, but my least exciting, you know, I almost went with Syracuse, but I think Sean Tucker is fantastic. And um, to be honest, when I was picking Offensive Player of the Year, he was in my top three. It was like Dead and Larry, Brendan Armstrong, Sean Tucker. Um, he is phenomenal. So I, I can't pick Syracuse. I, I'm just going to have to go with my gut because this team, this program has been very boring, very average. They, they have a little hype in them going into this season, but I feel like they're going to do some exciting stuff. They might upset a team here and there, maybe, or give a team run for their money, but I got to go with Boston College. Like, Phil Trigovic, I get it, uh, but when you've got Devin and DJ and Sam Hartman coming back, hopefully, and Malik Cunningham and freaking Sean Tucker all in your division, it's hard. And uh, Jordan Travis, like, it's hard to pick it's hard not to pick Boston College as 
your least exciting team. Like they have to replace a lot on the O line. Um, I hope they prove me wrong. They they could be another dark horse team too. I kind of considered them, but I feel like they're going to be the same six and six, seven and five team where Phil kind of has to do a little bit too much um, to try to win a game. So I, I'm going to go with Boston College as my least exciting. That's not a bad pick at all, honestly. And I kind of thought about that too, because it's like, they're almost like we know what they're going to be. They're not going to be anything ex- like no one of us, none of us think they're going to make a run for the Atlantic. They could play spoiler, but I don't think they're going to be bad either. So I, I, I actually really like that pick. I definitely was kind of considering that as well. Two more. I've got nine minutes and 30 seconds till this zoom ends. Let's see if we can do a rapid fire, Nick, and have our shortest podcast in probably a year. Ready and go. Who's the coach of the year? Dabo Sweeney. Uh, Mario Cristobal. I Whoa. almost picked Dabo. Almost picked Whoa. Dabo. Oh, you're. I don't know if we're going to be able to do this conversation in nine minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with Mario? Nothing. You have the player of, players of the year from NC State. You sound like you have them winning the Atlantic. If NC State wins the Atlantic, Nick, he has to be coach of the year. Yeah, but if Miami wins the Coastal, he's going to win the coach of the year. Why? After in his first year. Why? Preseason favorite. You're not. Who date? You, you're not the preseason favorite. If you knock off, and you'd have to knock off Miami to win the Coastal or win the – Who are you – what are you saying is Dave preseason Dorn. favorite? Dave oh. Dorn. Like, how does Dave Doran not win? Because Mario Cristobal – Miami's the preseason favorite, buddy, in the Coastal. Well, if, if NC State doesn't make the Atlantic, like, there's a lot of – Player of the they, year on both sides of the ball. How do they not win the Atlantic that way? If Devin Leary and Peyton Wilson are the two best players on the offense and defense, and the ACC, you cannot tell me that they're not winning the ACC then. Those are the two players that make them tick. They're not, they're not like they're bad around the rest of them. I know, but I feel like... Like, if you have both players of the year coming from NC State, they don't even have to win the Atlantic. Dave Dorn's getting... I know. He's never won it, right? He's never won it, has he? Do you no, he hasn't. Yeah, he's no. never won it. There's no way they're going to give it to Mario who did what he was supposed to do. Now, if Miami wins the ACC based on your logic, absolutely. But they pick it after the championship game for a reason. But is all right. So if say state doesn't make the championship, like they lose to Clemson, lose some other stupid game that they weren't supposed to lose. Miami w- goes to the championship. It's Mario's. It's Mario's to win. I think if Dabo dates Clemson to fall below again, it's he wins it just because like I think that there's going to be this argument that like he would have beat Mario a because they play in the regular season. And in the postseason, if that case happens, but also because that's an improvement and they love giving it to Dabo. Yeah. And like if they're 13 and 0 in the top two in the country, which I think would be the case, I think he gets it. But I, I think Mario, I think I don't, I'm not, I'm not like, I don't think Mario's a bad choice. I'm just based off your other selections, I'm more shocked that it's not Dave Doran for you. Like, I was just waiting for you to go Dave Dorn. <laughs> Boom, next one. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I should know your answer to the next question then. Most likely to win the ACC not named Clemson. NC State. Yep. <laughs> you know what? Now now that I picked that, that, 
that coach of the year is looking very stupid right now. Look at the left stuff. <laughs> Can I change my pick? <laughs> yes, I changed mine for MVP. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to change it. Yeah, Dave's going to Dave is my Is this coach just of the in? Yeah. The biggest North Carolina Tar Heel fan I know, Nick is picking NC State to do everything in the ACC this year. See, that's why I didn't oh, I hate you so much. It's okay, guys. Uh, you didn't pick them as the dark horse. <laughs> right. When they're preseason top 15 in the country. No, on, but again, like, you can't go wrong with that pick, Nick. Like, I know, like, yeah, you're a homer, but, like, at the same time, like, you look at it on paper. Like, Miami's just assuming Miami's back. That's all you're doing. You can't. Talk. I know. And they do it every fucking like, year. My, like, Miami's not more talented than State. Like, State is the second most talented team in the conference this year. And I don't think there's a close third, like to be completely frank with you. Like, I think that the one like argument for Miami is, well, Tyler Van Dyke. I think he could be better than Devin Leary, but what we know. And then again, you consider what else NC State has, like Peyton Wilson. He's clearly the best player on defense on the up, but not on a Clemson roster right now. So like, yeah. I don't, like there's nothing wrong with that. And if you think that Clemson's not going to hit right, I understand that. I mean, they've disappointed us in the past. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with that. So I, I don't see a, a problem with that at all. Like, again, like, and I, I think, too, when you think about it, like, I think Miami has a better chance to maybe win the ACC based off the logic of, well, they might lose to Clemson in the regular season. You see him again. You never know what happens. And the Coastal's a little less um, – congested with really good teams in my opinion but on the flip side like are we all locking miami to even win the coastal <laughs> i still don't know yet like, I'm glad I, have we have miami, I have miami winning it but it doesn't mean i'm locking it like i mean i think like I, i'm i hate to say it nick i, I kind of feel bad for bashing unc in our locks pod because i'm a little more excited about unc than i was just because i kind of forgot what kind of is there but but yeah, no, I mean, there's nothing wrong with picking NC State. I mean, we I picked Virginia as my dark horse, and technically, my most valuable player when I mean, we both did it was Brennan Armstrong. So, you know, it was one of those things where again, Homer can, Homerism can come out. Like, and again, NC State's schedule is not that bad. <laughs> it's really not that difficult. So there's a there's a good like if like if NC State can go to Clemson and get it done, Nick, you shouldn't lose a game this season. Right. Yeah. I mean, you probably will because NC State, no offense. Like, you'll lose one you shouldn't if you beat Clemson. But, like, you'll probably lose to Wake Forest at, at home because it would be hilarious. But <laughs> probably without Sam Hartman, too. I mean, that, that's so late in the year. He probably would be back. But just knowing the NC State storyline, that it'll be um, – why am I drawing a blank on his name now? Backup quarterback. Yeah. Mitch. Uh... McGarry? No. Mitch – Gare, I forgot. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sorry. I know the third string very well, though. <laughs> we're, drawing, we're drawing blanks now. So I guess he, if he really wants to be talked about on the pod, he's got to go to Dioli's Italian market. That's what I've learned. Um, yeah. So, but anyways, Nick, we've got two minutes and 45 seconds. I will let you finish this however you would like. Um, I guess, I mean, the AP poll came out. So, Look, I, I heard this today, and um, uh, Mike and I were actually talking about this guy. Like when he came out, when uh, Micah was here, uh, 
Brandon Walker. I know a lot of people don't like him. I, Micah knows I'm a barstool guy, but um, I think Micah is too, uh, uh, to an extent. But uh, yeah, yeah, I see you nodding your head. Um, but I truly believe Brandon, or, uh, Brandon Walker is a smart guy. He knows what he's talking about. You really listen to him and his thoughts and just how good he is at what he does. He gets a lot of things right. He predicts a lot of good things. Make He has a lot of points to back it up. I know he can be a dickhead online and all that stuff, but it's barstool. It's what makes them different. But when this type of season, you could do one, two, three, four, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, right? You could say Notre Dame's so overrated at five, Texas A&M's so overrated at six, but who are you going to replace them with? Like, I personally put Utah at five because they gave Ohio State, uh, they should have won that Rose Bowl, I believe. And I think they they could be better than Notre Dame and A&M. I also thought Michigan, because they were in the playoff, I put them in my top four. After Clemson at four, and they, like Brandon Walker said, if you listen to their last podcast, because of the brand, they kind of deserve just to be there at four. Hopefully the expectations hold up. But after that, you can rearrange it all you want. Like the only big thing out of the AP that came out was that Texas didn't make it. Like Texas was what, nine, what were they, 17 in the coaches? They didn't even make the top 25. What was that? No, oh, I, oh, 30 seconds. Oh, gotcha. So, uh, <laughs> but other than that, AP pulls out. It looks good. Five ACC teams again. Micah, anything else? We're the best conference not named the SEC in college football. So, you know, suck at Big Ten. Uh, but other than that, that's all I've got. It just means less here in ACC country. I think we got five, four, three, two, one. Oh, it didn't happen. So I just mistimed it by half a second. But as always, thank you for listening and go ACC.